Hey everybody, welcome to Nation. My name is Jersey, and you are here. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, this show is going to be available via podcast, so iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all the fun ones, plus YouTube, so definitely check us out. Thumbs up, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're new to the show and you've never seen it, hopefully it won't suck that bad and you want to go back and watch a few of the other episodes. We're in episode number 31, I believe, so you have some uh, weeks to catch up on, if you will. And uh, most of them are tolerable. So either way, waste some time, uh, veg out, and uh, binge watch if you want. And if you are one of the nation, one of the people who religiously watch this, comment, subscribe, all of that, what is up? Thank you for checking us out and always being there for us. You guys are the best. Really, really, really a great, great group of uh, people that watch religiously and watch the show. You're part of the nation. That means you comment, you thumbs up, you do all that good stuff. Um, I just want to thank you. You guys are awesome. If you want to contact me direct before anything, um, shoot me a text saying what's up, love the show, hate the show, whatever. It's 862-312-2026. Shoot me a text. Part of my best best part of my week is hearing from you guys and girls uh also my email josh at windowcleaningresource.com and finally i am a sales rep for window cleaning resource so if there's anything anything at all that you'd like uh to order or questions on any products definitely reach out shoot me a text like i said 862-312-2026 and we will get you squared away um that's it, man. I just want to say what is up to my special guest this week, Jordy. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, I got to tell you. So people love that you're transparent at the beginning of the shows where you say that you're a sales rep. They yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's it sucks being a sales rep because if I take, like, say responsibility, we got a link for the show that if you go join Responsibit, you get a discount on Responsibit. It was just a thanks from Kurt. We did an interview. He said, hey, here's, an, a, here's a link. Let your people use it. They get a discount. But if I post that, then people go, oh, that's why you like it. So it kind of sucks because I can't say I like something. And I mean, that's why I say I'm a salesman. So take it with a grain of salt. But here's my personal thoughts. And hopefully people listen. But it's it Well, I mean, thankfully, to... what? What were you gonna say? I was just saying it's it sucks when when people they don't tell you that and then you find out later and then you then you assume everything they said was a lie. So yeah, because we never have to do any selling, you know, as a uh, small business owner. No, you know, never you know, ever. No. Never have to be a salesperson. So no, which is That's great, good. right? I mean, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> no, you know, it's a funny thing is is uh, you have to sell yourself as a business more than your business yourself. And being in sales, I have to sell myself more than the products because I need to have people want to deal with me as opposed to just that's buying it. products. That's it. And that's, that's like it across the board, no matter what oh, yeah. business you're in. Yeah. They said, too, uh, sales is one of those things that people go, well, I'm never going to be in sales. You're in sales. Everything you do in your life is sell selling. You sell yourself at a job interview. You sell yourself to sit down next to a stranger on a bus and not have them get up. Like everything you do is selling the brand that is you, you know, right. so you have to know sales. Right, right. You just don't think of it that way. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But but this week we're going to be actually talking about uh, pressure washing because we've done add-ons. Um, I know you're part of the nation. You've watched some of the shows, but we've done one that's kind of everything, all of the add-ons, gutter cleaning, you know, uh, screen repair, all that stuff. But we've not mm -hmm. done one really solely on gutter or uh, pressure washing. And yeah. you are a first-year pressure washer, right? Right. 
So right. you've kind of gone through the start of it. You've kind of seen where you like what you don't like, what you haven't. I've done pressure washing now for maybe 10 years or something. We did add, we added on a long time ago, and we were very, very big for quite a while in pressure washing. So we're going to get some really kind of interesting back and forth because we have different sides of the spectrum as far as what yeah. we've seen what we've learned. Yeah, and see, for me, like – I'm interested in hearing how it went for somebody else too, because I had no reference point whatsoever yeah. as to what is this supposed to be like? What is this supposed to look like? How much is this supposed to cost me? Uh, am I doing it right? Am I being stupid? Yeah. You know, was this a stupid move? Am I leading myself and my family into financial ruin? Because right. it is costly to start up. Oh yeah. So, well, you know, it's interesting to hear. And that's the thing with pressure washing that people don't realize. They think it's just another facet of it. But as window cleaners, if you're a pressure washer going into window cleaning, it's great as a salesperson because any of the equipment, they want the best. They don't care. The prices are not even any comparable. You're buying a $10,000 skid unit. You can buy a $2,500 water-fed system and be fine with it. So there's a, such a price difference where you could be a window cleaner for like 50 bucks, man. But you... You can't be a pressure washer for 50 bucks. You just, no. You can't. No. So. No. You learn that very quickly as you do your research, too. Yeah. And the other thing uh, about pressure washers, they're all chemists. If you ever realize, they're they're mixing stuff you've never even heard of. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, it's fine. We'll just use no. some acid. No. And it can get very confused. That aspect can get very confusing even to the present day where they're, they're mixing 12.5% uh, uh, bleach but they're mixing it 50 50 and very quickly the numbers you don't know what you're working with yeah you know so when you're reading that stuff online it can get very confusing yeah what was the hardest thing being that you're still fresh it was like the the hardest thing that you learned over your first year like what was that one thing where you're like what the hell uh hidden costs hidden costs so um it wasn't just the equipment that i had to buy um we took a trip out to where the the system was being built because it was commercial system yeah okay so um you basically have to have at least two of everything so you can't go to a job and not have extra quick couplers extra o-rings extra hoses extra guns extra lances um i mean some guys even have an extra machine yeah <laughs> extra pumps you know i didn't go to that that extent but i would just say the hidden costs of um uh, your chemical all the extras um shelving inside the van to keep yeah. everything organized um that that was probably the biggest thing that i was i had i did not roll into the recipe when mm. i was planning everything out yeah and i would this... say that just to finish that thought, I would say that was probably an extra with the trip to California and then all the extras. We probably easily spent another $5,000 that I wasn't expecting to spend. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and I didn't even have a trailer. I just had everything in the van, as you see, you'll see yeah. in the videos. Yeah. And, and the part that people don't understand as much either, first, because you're going from window cleaning, if you're going from window cleaning into pressure washing, you can never have a squeegee go down, right? You break it, you pull out another one, you, but you don't think, what happens if my pump blows or what happens if, I mean, stupid stuff. The last time I, I pressure washed for the season was uh, 
this stupid board. It was like a piece of a fence that had, you know, was just laying there on the ground. I pick it up and set it against the, the garage on the side that was already done just because it was in my way. But it had a nail in it and it just poked the hose enough to just blow the hose up. And it was like, I run um, three sections of 50 for 150 foot as opposed to 150 foot section. But if you have one section of hose, you're SOL. You blow a hose with something so stupid, you don't have that. It's not, you know, no. again, you if your rubber's bad, you get another rubber, you know. And I can't, you know, honestly, I did not have everything in place that I needed to to get started. I had an April 1st start date where I was supposed to start cleaning. And maybe I should just back up so people can understand, you can understand. So I'm a window cleaner. I have a bunch of Wendy's, fast food restaurants. I'm chit-chatting with one of the district managers one day and she just happens to mention to me, she says, do you know anyone that does pressure washing? And I said, well, I can do it. I, you know, I've done it before, but she wanted her concrete done. It wasn't the building. Yeah. And so that's what set everything in motion for me. Um, I never was planning on getting into it, but I saw it as possibly an opportunity where I could make more in either the same amount of time or less time. Yeah. But it was just very, it was much more challenging than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you happy you did it? Are you happy you took the plunge? Yeah, I am. And, uh, and Kat is too, because going into this year, so the the pressure washing business did make a profit, you know, in my first year. Wow, nice. That's but, that's good. But I didn't make a profit in life. <laughs> <So I'm> <laughs> I, I, I still talk, took a loss. You know, we still didn't have enough to cover everything in life that we we needed. So, in that sense, I did take a loss. So coming into this year, um, I'm looking forward to it because it it's like the momentum is there and um i i know much better what to expect and i also have a, a little bit of a strategy um that i'm going to we're going to like alter what we offer and yeah. just kind of make it more streamlined so the less profitable things we're not doing uh as much yeah as we were last year yeah, and that's that stepping over dollars to make pennies thing. Like you have to realize what it is that makes money. Roof cleaning in our industry that is the by far. I mean, you're having a bad day if you're at two fifty an hour, you know. So it's some of the guys just focus on that. I get that. I like that for diversification. But if you're doing something in pressure washing that's making you twenty dollars an hour when it's all said and done, or vice versa, you got to get out of that. Yeah. But, now, now, I'm interested to know. Do you remember your first? pressure washing job or um, one of the first so uh yeah so your story uh was almost like mine i actually was uh, i called a company that i call every month or so you know just keep it up with them and i said hey i'm just calling to see and i'm driving by their place it was right off the interstate you could see all the the building all the trucks and everything and i say hey, i'm just calling to see you know uh if you guys uh, needed any window cleaning done yet i've been following up for you you know any, any window cleaning or um, truck cleaning. I threw that out there because I saw him and I was watching it for him. And they go, oh, no, we don't need it right now. But uh, uh, trucks, yeah, you guys are doing truck washing? Yeah, we definitely love that. Can we get a demo on that? Uh, I had no equipment. None. none. And fleet, you need, like, heat and uh, a ton of water and just giant rigs. Um, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. He goes, oh, this was on a 
uh, Wednesday. And he says, can you do it next Thursday? So I got a week and a day. Said, yeah, no, not a problem. I'll set it up. I busted my hump to get a system built. I mean, I went to a place and said, hey, I got like, I have 10, 10 grand for a system. Just do get, give me the system. Don't tell me about it, but I needed to do this for fleet. I left. And then I went over, looked for a truck. I'm looking all over the place trying to find a truck all in short notice so I could get the truck I never owned to the place to put the system in it that I don't know anything about. You know. So that was my thing too. And actually we did it. We finished it on Thursday and it was too late to do the demo. So I called, I said, Hey, I apologize. Uh, I didn't get it out there today, but uh, can we move it till tomorrow? The guy's like, Oh yeah, not a problem. Guy went out there, smoked a cigarette, talked to some other guy, never even looked at what I did. He's Oh yeah, let's do it. And I landed, uh, you know, that one account was almost six figures for the one account. So it was a great, like, oh, wow investment to buy the stuff but it was just like you said where it was like you know i opened my big dumb mouth and then all of a sudden i'm a pressure washer so uh it was yeah. kind of that same thing so yes i 100 percent remember because everything i did was learning and you still try to look like you know what the heck you're doing so you're like oh yeah i know that's supposed to happen and you know and uh <laughs> i've had uh stupid stuff happen and learning just in the same time but you had your whole van catch on fire yeah, that was that was at the end of the year. Yeah, I had a burner catch on fire, but it was pulled out already, so it was outside, and it was just the burner that was on fire with diesel. But um, I, that was learning experiences in business. Like people always say that, uh, uh, you know, oh, you make so much money, you're a business owner, you're rich, right? Employees say it, guys say it, your friends say it, everybody says that. Listen, if they knew what we did to earn the money, like the headaches and the bullshit, like the whole thing. The people just wouldn't, they wouldn't uh, say anything to us. No, because you have to, I mean, the problem solving that I learned this year was <laughs> just out of this stratosphere. Like, oh, yeah. I've never had to problem solve on the spot, troubleshooting. Okay, why, you know, why is the, why is the surface cleaner surging like every 10 seconds? Why is it doing that? And you yeah. go and you, you try to get every single thing that you know and try to fix it. And it's still doing it. And you're at the verge of shutting the whole thing down and saying, I'm going home because I can't, I, I don't know what the problem is. And I can't yeah. work like this. And then you try one last thing and it works. And you're like, yeah, you oh. just traded in like six months of your life in panic for just to get the job done. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what it's, part of it is, is kind of crazy? You've, you've, you've taken a business, you already had a business and you started a whole nother business. In that's essence, what right? it is. Yeah. And it's not like the whole, well, I'll just do another business. I got, no, but then you can only give 50% of your time and share, you know, 50-50 for Windows, 50 for, you know, you can't do 100%. So now all of a sudden you're trying to do something on less of you to kind of build the, and it's a whole thing. But but right. having the forums and the groups and the Facebook groups, that's got to be huge when you're starting stuff. Just because if there is a problem, like you said, of the pulsating, you know, air in the lines kind of thing or hydrolocked or whatever you know or at least can semi find out where back in the day you just you brought it to somebody and i had right. you know when i started i had a mechanic that was super super expensive but i could bring them in and go i don't know what the heck's going on i need it fixed they'd figure it out and then they'd tell me what it was so i knew but uh see that's a that's a key thing too is to have a local vendor or a local dealer that you can go to because you can't you can't always, I mean, a forum can't fix uh, a burner. Like my burner was not operating properly. Yeah. Um, and I was able to bring it to a local place. Now they're, they're few and far between 
around here. Oh yeah. But I was able to form a relationship with that place. And that's something that I would say to someone starting out is yes, if you want to go to buy your stuff, maybe out of state or across the country, like I did, um, but they're not going to be able to help you on a weekly basis. Yeah. So see if you can establish a relationship with someone local because it, it's such an asset to have. Mm-hmm. And small small engines in general, you got to find a small engine place. Unless you're a wrencher, like I'm not. I, I'll tell you, I I don't want to wrench on that thing. Like I don't want to get my hands dirty and and buckle. That's not me. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I had to get somebody. And ended up we ended up getting a. Uh, on-site mechanic who would come we'd make a phone call he'd come and do everything on site which was which was great but uh that too that it takes a while to find the right guy the right company and the right kind of the whole thing but yes either way i digress Let, let's get into kind of the nitty-gritty in pressure washing you specialize in uh flat work is that right correct yep so let's talk a little bit about pricing we're going to put it all out there For everybody to see, let's talk pricing. How do you price? What do you base it on? What's your guidelines? And what are you making per hour? What are your What are you able to do? Okay, so let me just start with the simple thing. Um, I do their sidewalk. This past year, I was doing their sidewalks at 150 a pop on a weekly basis. For uh, it ended up being six stores. And then it expanded out to eight as the season went. Yeah. Okay. So that was the weekly maintenance. And each sidewalk would take me about an hour from setup to breakdown. Right. And I had a route that they were all pretty close together. Okay. Nice. One district. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple outliers, but um, it was mainly this one route that I was doing. And what was your timing? Was this a day where your job's day work or night work? Day work. Okay, good. Man. Which to me, from what I've read, is almost unheard of. You don't do commercial flat work in the day ever. Like uh, you're no. the first person I think I've ever met that actually has done that kind of thing. And Unless so, it's a and... Sunday Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, in, and that's a whole nother thing that you could talk about, about having to assert yourself on every job because I would show up at lunchtime and I'd say, no, I got to get this done. They wanted it on a weekly basis. Somebody has to be lunchtime. You know, I'll try to take my lunch when they do their lunch, but sometimes you can't avoid it. Yeah. And so that, like, that was an added thing where it's like working during the day, you did have to deal with the traffic. More the people, customers. more, yeah. Yeah. Hazards. Yeah. But so then uh, when I was doing their dumpster pads and their drive throughs that was once a month for each store. And I was getting 200 for those two things. Got it. So uh, total, each store, each location was uh, $800 a month for the whole service. And... Um, Oh, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you asked me about the. Um, I know, I know. You got off on the on the. So each store had uh, a dumpster pad done once a month. Which, if you guys are new to it, um, what, anything he's talking about flat work is going to be heat. If you have a cold water unit, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to no, get grease dumpster 
popping gum, which means removing those black spots of gum off concrete. If you don't, and comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment. I love it. Um, but comment down below if you do it and you know a better way, but I don't know a better way than heat itself for popping gum. Oil, right. drive-throughs is all oil. People dumping their, their cups out so they can throw them away, that kind of thing. Black you tire marks on the curbing. Yep, yep, you need that. And uh, heat is definitely necessary. So a flat work guy like you, a commercial flat work needs yes. heat. Yes. If you're if you're not going that route, you can get away with not having the heat, lighting your right. van on fire, that kind of thing. But um, for the most part, you need heat for that. Yeah. Um, I think what I was going to say was you were asking me about the pricing and everything. So um, when I would do just the weekly sidewalks, that was taking me about an hour per stop. I was not using any chemical after a while. It was basically just, it was almost, I almost felt like it was just maintenance. And I, I almost felt like I was mowing lawns. Like you just pull the surface cleaner out, you hook up and you just go. Yeah. And it's just maintenance. Um, when I had to do the dumpster pads and the drive-throughs, each stop would take me, depending, would take me two and a half to three and a half hours God, to do the God. whole thing. And we were talking, you're talking about probably 2,000 square feet give or take, you know, 500 square feet here. I don't think they got much up above 2,000 square feet. Yeah. The total of everything. So for your three hours you're on, you're making 350. Yeah. So, and this is a one man show still. I know you would have loved to have a helper for the, <laughs> no, I had, uh, the van incident. but Yeah. I had a helper for a little bit. I had a helper from basically May to July and that was a dream. Yeah. Uh, but after, you know, when I first started in April and then uh, August, September, October, and the first part of November, I was by myself. Got it, got it. So just for you people who are watching, that's kind of some numbers that are thrown out. Now, again, talking price, this is just for, for ballparks. This is not go to your local Wendy's and think that you can get that because they're not like that across the country. No. Pricing's different. Money's different. But just, just so you kind of understand. So a one-guy show doing commercial concrete during the day, again, un, unheard of. Usually it's nighttime. All the, the commercial stuff I've done, all of it is nighttime. Even our routes, we had a guy come in at midnight. That's when he started his route, and he would go in and do storefronts. And that's all he would do, the storefront concrete. And then uh, we would go in instantly the first thing in the morning to hit all those jobs that he did so that when they come in in the morning, the concrete's done. The windows are done, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, but tell us a little bit about that. So when you're doing a dumpster pad, how do you do a dumpster? How do you get the crap and the grease and the grossness out of a dumpster? What do you do? <laughs> oh, you're going to see the videos on this. Oh, and yeah. uh, the, the beauty of doing it at the daytime is you get to see everything you know, in full detail. But, sorry, um, just, just for, for future ahead. reference, if any greasers out there, if you're watching and you're a greaser, that's a guy who does the KEC kitchen exhaust, uh, hood cleaning, that kind of thing. I have the utmost respect for you. I can smell you from here. I, I can't do what you do. I can't watch chemicals melt grease and deal. I can't do it. So go ahead. You want to know something? Yeah. I did that for two years. I helped somebody do that. See, two I, years. Yep. It takes a special person to be a greaser. And I just, oh, I, I couldn't, I, I've been on site with jobs and I'm just watching and going, I could not do this all night. I can't do this no. like every day. I just can't. No, it's... It's just, you can't even put it into words. I mean, Ugh. you're on the roof. We, we'd be on the roof in January, uh, like down in Newport, Rhode Island, right on the water. Nice. And I'm trying to clean the, the fan up there. I'm like, this is at, at like midnight. 
Oh yeah. You know, I'm like, this is so stupid. Uh, and they <laughs> but, get I mean, good for it though. Those guys. No, but that's the thing. That's that's the thing. Um, so it is. It's good money. It's really good money. And uh, you know, and they they know what they're doing. You know, oh, yeah. with this. You know. Well, they have so. to too. If they don't get everything done, then a fire happens. That's bad news. You know, that's right. why they clean it so frequently is because that possibility is huge. Yeah. So, um, as far as the dumpster pads go, I mean, you got, you got grease, you have physical trash that has turned basically into compost, uh, underneath the dumpsters. Mm -hmm. So if they move the dumpsters for you, you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, you have rust on the concrete that you have to get rid of. And, uh, you know, that, so that's, those are the the three main things. So you you may have to um, pre-treat, you know, with uh, a strong degreaser. And then uh, you downstream, you let that stuff sit, you hit it with heat. And on the initial clean, you might have to clean that thing three times. Just to get, you're working down layers. I always said, you know, yeah. anything grease is in layers. It's in layers. You have to take off what you can. That's correct. Hit it again, take off what you can, take it. I mean, because grease is waterproof. It, it, that's literally what grease is. And you're trying to remove it with water. So you have to like work on it for a bit. I never yeah. use soda beads either. Some guys will use that. And I guess you don't really have to do the layers for that. But I'm not trying to like, called? like soda beads, you know, like, uh, uh, oh. uh yeah, caustic beads. Um, yeah, you know, so that kind of thing. I just never dealt with that. So I'd rather take a little bit extra with some, some of the degreaser, but, and then what yeah. would you do compared to a drive through? What would you do for that? Now you have, like you said, tire marks, you get oil from cars, gum, soda, whatever. What are you doing there? Okay. So, um, the drive throughs you would pre-treat, there's going to be oil stains. You're going to have big oil stains where they order their food. And then you're going to have big uh, oil stains where they pick up the food yeah on the drive stopped basically exactly yeah and um so you got to pre-treat that with i was basically treating it with almost straight degreaser oh. you know like um like the, um, the zap purple zap that you get yeah. at the store uh you let that sit take a stiff brush scrub that in let it sit you downstream everything you clean it all and then pop the gum and um, and then just give it a final rinse. And uh, and that was basically it. Nice. And sidewalks, like you said, downstream of sidewalk. Uh, in some instances, you could maybe post-treat if you're doing residential stuff. But with maintenance cleans, it's way different. You're doing commercial maintenance cleans. You're just on top of it. You're going to be back next week anyway. You're, That's right. There's not a big buildup like uh, residential. Yeah. So now I didn't know that you also did flat work. I did. I did flat work, um, fleets, which uh, I got out of fleets after maybe two or three years, something like that. I wasn't very long just because it's it's a, it's a whole separate beast. I mean, it's a whole other beast. But um, And then we stuck out to more uh, residential stuff. So we did uh, flat commercial flat work for a while um, and then kind of pulled out of that when we did got rid of our fleets. And then stuck to just home. I wanted to find more of a niche, you know, master of or jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. I wanted to hone more into residential yeah. side of things, so we pulled out of that. But 
But yeah, we did uh, storefronts, a lot of uh, storefront, you know, kind of the downtown scene where we'd go, you know, usually once a month we'd go and our route would be, uh, every place would be once a month, but, mm-hmm. but and, nighttime. Uh, which, what did you, what did you prefer out of those three, the fleet, the flat work and the houses? Uh, fleet, the benefits of fleet and fleet, fleet washing for you guys who are watching fleet washing is on the commercial side of pressure washing. You clean semi trucks. So tractors, which are the, the part that drives the trailer and the trailer itself. Those are two different pieces. So that for frequency, you're cleaning entire lots. You get one job and you're on a lot two days out of a whole week, every week, two days there, you know, so they're nice that way. They paid nothing. I mean, they're, they're spending, you know, 12 15 bucks on a tractor uh for maintenance clean but if you're doing you know 100 tractors at a time or at a clip you know you can make some decent money uh i didn't like personally cleaning them because it was too robotic it was you know you walk up one side you spraying everything you got the i mean it was so robotic but money wise fleet was nice because there was a nice frequency i didn't have daytime wendy's going once a month otherwise or once a week i would like to have daytime wendy's going once a week but um uh, flat work, nighttime, it's another thing where, here's the problem. The more things you have, the more employees you get, the more kind of thing. You have to do it if they don't show up. So we ran janitorial yeah. staff. If the janitorial staff didn't show up and the nighttime fleet guy didn't, or the nighttime uh, flat guy didn't show up, like I could be working for 24 to 30 yeah. hours straight. And that's not including plowing. When we did plowing, I sat in a truck one day for 66 hours. Like, I mean, that... I when you go from doing office work, which my job was always office, I get the guys out for the window guys who wouldn't be the plow guys. I'd get the guys done with windows to get the new plow guys come in after two hours of getting everything else done. And then you go do that. And then if somebody didn't show up, you'd have to do that. And it just got to be kind of a lot. So the one thing to keep in mind is if you have a lot of different things that you're doing at different times, you could get stuck doing it all. If your staff, if you're running staff doesn't show up, but I really like houses like a house wash to me. That is where the money's at. Like that is just the really? cake. You show up, um, you say hi to somebody for a few seconds. You know, hey, I'm here to do your things. Don't mind my boots. I'll be staying outside. I'm just gonna go ahead and hook up. I'll start when I'm all done. I'll go ahead and ring the doorbell and give you the bad news. That was my spiel. That's all I said to him. You go in. You're you're doing a house wash. Just that easy. Just that quick. And uh, it's kind of fun and like, I don't know what to, how, to, how to say it, but watching houses go from green to not green is kind of fun. You know, I didn't have to deal with trash. I didn't have to pop gum. I didn't have to smell like a fryer or any of that. You know, it's very um, true. Trucks. If you ever look at a truck, you're standing close because you got to walk up and down them. You're standing within feet of these trucks, and there's so many nooks and crannies. You look filthy every time you're done because you hit something and it sprays globs of grease. Like yes, you, you just can't get away from it. So. <laughs> Yeah, so houses, I really dig houses. Uh, roof cleaning would probably even be better than that, in my opinion. Just, I, I really, uh, I got sick on bleach when I was younger. I was cleaning, actually, I was cleaning a roof before I, I mean, this is when I lived at home with my parents. Like, I didn't even have a business, but they moved into a house and there was moss. So I'm up there with a spray bottle of just bleach, and it got me sick. So bleach is really, I, I hate bleach. It, it like, can, messes with me. Can I ask you yeah. what the symptoms were? Because I think I have symptoms from bleach exposure yeah. this year. You know, it, it. I don't know that medically what it's called or what it is, but for me, if I smell like if my wife's doing laundry and using bleach, I have to leave. Like the smell of bleach will instantly make me nauseous and I'll have a headache. 
and I don't even have to be like sniffing bleach. It's just the, the overall smell of it. So I, it just, it turned me almost into a sensitivity. The day that I got sick on it though, when I was spraying, um, I realized later cause my clothes were covered and spotted that it was blowing back at me for the most part. But I was, I was like super, super violently like ill after about, you know, two hours of breathing and basically drinking that. Um, it was, it was bad. Like, I mean, at the time I, I remember it clear as day and that was when I was probably 13 or so. So, Oh, wow. I think it kind of followed me. Followed yeah. Me Cause, um, you'll notice like when I laugh, I have like a, like a wheeze or a cough. Yeah. I think that's directly related to, uh, bleach and then my arms, even to this day, I like, it almost feels like poison ivy, but it's like, um, they, they get really itchy and it's almost like a burn and I like, I can't scratch it enough. Really? And I've been trying to like figure out what this is because my gloves would come up to here. So I thought maybe, you know, the bleach was getting in the gloves and yeah. maybe affecting, but I haven't worn the gloves in months huh. and it's still there. So you still wear, are you wearing respirators and stuff? Your PPE, that side of things? <clears throat> well, I have the respirators. I wasn't wearing them because after a while I wasn't using the bleach a lot. Yeah. I wasn't, I didn't need the bleach. So, um, yeah, yeah PPEs, the, the, the um, PPE stands for personal protective equipment, by the way. But that is, uh, the more you can use it, the better. But it just isn't a thing you can do all the time. And it's there and use it as much as you can. But you know we don't use it all the time. It's just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't use it all the time. There's just not, you know, down the road, I'll, 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 I'll feel it down the road and wish I had. Um, but, you know, same thing like you're saying. It's like you, you have to get the job done a certain way. And if something doesn't work for PPE, that's just sometimes the downfall of it, you know. Yeah, and uh, for people that uh, aren't aware of which respirators, when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, they have um, they'll have a section of them. They have pink filters on the outside of them. Okay, so those are the ones you want for uh, for bleach. Hmm. Chemical. Yeah, people are using yeah. the wrong ones. I watched uh, guys in our city who were not from our city, but. They were there pressure washing, and the guy had on like a dust mask. You ever seen those ones? You know, the yeah, paper yeah. with like the bend your nose thing. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all walking around with those, and I'm going, I really hope OSHA doesn't see that because that's I don't think uh, proper there. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to touch back on something you said about if your employees don't show up, uh, you end up having to do the work. That's exactly what I was finding, and yeah. so after a while, what I had to do was someone gave me the advice and it was excellent advice they said schedule as much work as you can do by yourself if you have your employee you have your helper you'll get it done faster if you don't have them you'll still be able to get the work done for the day and stay on schedule yeah so what i was not able to do this year with an employee was schedule one and a half times work as i normally would be able to do because I just was, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to have the employee every day that I needed it. Yeah. So that's something to consider. Yeah. And another thing where you live, people know you live uh, in a cold weather area too. A cold weather area, if you have equipment like that, it has to be winterized to some degree. Otherwise, you're, you're freezing stuff out. So you have to also winterize the equipment and pressure washing on like, you know, 
Right. I feel like I feel like right. somebody's standing behind me here. I don't know. <laughs> she, what, 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 it's cat. I know it's cat, but I don't know what it's she's cat. doing. Yeah, she's making she's, faces. She wanted to get in the frame, and I was just like, "No, I'll just oh. wait." Um, right. And so that's what I've had to do is is winterize the stuff, and that's a whole other thing that you have to think about as winter approaches. So yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a uh, whole thing. If you're thinking about getting into pressure washing, don't hesitate to ask me or you know watch Jordy's videos or even probably ask him. But um, check the forums, do your research, and really find the niche that you want to get into and work it from that way. There's great money in it, just like window cleaning. But don't be a jack of all trades. Find your niche. That's the thing. That's that's really good advice. And I would say probably the house washing. Um, probably is the easiest thing to get into yeah you know because you don't need heat you don't need a really diesel power like mega machine to do it yeah um so you can start relatively low cost and earn some money and then maybe upgrade if you feel feel the need to do that Mm -hmm. so um i would say flat work is hard to get into i mean you to do it right you need to buy the equipment and it's costly yeah. And you have to and have the accounts. Even, you, that's another thing, Josh. Excellent. Um, I would have never done this if I didn't have the, the accounts set up already. Yeah. I made sure that I had the schedule, the pricing, and the scope of the work laid out, and we had agreed upon it, and then I moved forward with building the system. Right. Yeah. You have to remember, commercial in general, that was last week's nation, but commercial in general is always harder to get than anything else and now if you're doing commercial flat work it's the same thing it's a pain in the butt to get not undoable ask anybody who's doing it but it's it's just a little bit more work to get into it so same thing you got to find how you're going to get into it like you said and kind of morph into it right right yeah um and we haven't even talked about reclaim (laughs) Uh, did you do any reclaim on your uh stuff Uh, oh yeah oh really uh yeah reclaim's awful Here's it's the thing, so, yeah. In, in Wisconsin, there's it, it. They're super, super lenient in um, their reclamation stuff. I mean, truck lots and things like that were all set up because of it being a truck lot that I didn't even have to do reclamation. I had to do. I had to reclaim. We did uh, chicken coolers for one of the food companies, which uh, didn't suck because it was chicken coolers because it was pretty clean, but it sucked because it was bordering. The walls were a freezer, so everything froze. I mean, we're pushing slush sheet sheets of ice. It was a chip and stuff. It was awful. Yeah. So it's there's there's a lot to it, and uh, you just you got to do your research to make sure that you know what you're getting into. Yep, definitely, definitely do your research. But either way, I appreciate. It. I mean, I know uh, you uh, are getting into it, and I would love to hear about your second year when you when you get going to see like oh, definitely. okay, it's so much easier now. You know, we'll have to do another recap or something uh, to kind of yeah. let everybody know. But and there's going to be a lot of videos. I've already put out two videos of it. And there's going to be a lot of videos um, talk, showing everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and tell us your YouTube channel, by the way, um, so people can check you out. The Window Cleanse. Nice. The Window so Cleanse. Definitely. Definitely go and check him out. And if you have not subscribed to him right now, what are you doing? Go subscribe. Give him that. And watch his videos because they're awesome. And he's all over the place. So you'll be able to see pressure washing, window cleaning, product reviews, products that suck, products that are 
everything. So definitely, <laughs> definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it uh, for you, you hanging it, out buddy. with me today. Anytime. And, uh, cool, man. Anytime. <laughs> well, definitely have a good one. We're going to be doing some more lives. Uh, just to recap, I am a sales rep for Window Cleaning Resource. So remember that, like I said, with a grain of salt, everything I say, right? Um, but if you have any questions or want to get into pressure washing and the equipment that we sell, definitely shoot me text uh, 862-312-2026. And I always say text because being sales, uh, we're on all the time. But if I don't answer your phone, then you have to do the whole voice. Just send me a text. Tell me what's up. Whatever I'm doing, I can finish that up and give you a call. So definitely the best way to do it any hour of the day too uh, i'm also on live chat from 5 to 11 east coast times so. <sighs> check me out and uh, i definitely appreciate it definitely comment down below definitely subscribe definitely check out jordy's youtube channel and until next week go out there be epic and make some money